Georgian senators disgust me. I mean, only bigoted fucks would respond to democracy with more oppression. These motherfucking bitch ass niggas. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Den. We are almost just about caught up. We're going to be talking about New Amsterdam and 911. Let's start with our essential workers. This second episode of the third season was written by David Foster, who worked on House, one of my favorite shows of all time, directed by Michael Slavis, who worked on Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. And I was like, okay, New Amsterdam, you bringing in some talent, I see. And it's reflected in the episode score. I gave it an 8.9 out of 10. This episode started in a fashion that pissed me off, but by the end of it, I was happy. (laughs) I finally got something I've wanted for quite some time, which is for Max to be told he's a fucking moron and doesn't think things through at all. So we start, uh, I'll just jump into storylines with Reynolds. He comes back to New Amsterdam like everybody was supposed to roll out a red carpet for his ass he was like oh i got a badge in there um you don't remember who i am i'm dr reynolds he's like i don't know why you feel as if your presence in the building should be notated and quite frankly it was arrogant of him to think so he came in to save a colleague not to be celebrated (laughs) but Maybe, just maybe, without the boy around, he'll get more interesting, but I doubt it. He then goes to examine VJ's images with Max being like, what do you mean you cannot operate? And he's like, yeah, because guess what, Max? Other heart surgeons know how to do their job. thought it was made very clear that operation was risky and you can't do it and that's why you brought Reynolds in because you were looking for him to come up with an alternative uh thing to it and he's like yeah well why don't you let me finish because while I cannot operate I can do something for him uh he's gonna do a clip on to his valve heart shit whatever he goes into the ER um he's talking to a nurse who's telling him about everything that happened uh, since he was gone and how everyone felt rather like having a badge of honor coming in and working together and getting through it but they lost quite a lot of lives and one of the ladies was talking about how she got infected herself on the job via a patient and i'm sure that story rings very authentic to many you know essential workers during this pandemic that had to put themselves at a certain risk and he tells helen earlier in the episode that he only lost three patients at his hospital and he's like i feel bad saying that and she's like no you were blessed i don't know why you feel as if 
you need to have been in the muck with us and yet he totally wants to have been in the muck with them I mean I suppose because you miss that fraternity that type of but you moved on for something better with someone that you love to build a new life you really talking to coming back being like I'm homesick I understand that but to to the degree like you ain't met no friends since you've been um that uh where you are wherever you are like you ain't spoke about your wife once i felt like there was a very appropriate reason for him to have gone and i really am upset (laughs) that he is back and maybe something happened behind the scenes that i'm just not aware of but man and because it dragged out for so long i think that's why he, it just became so dislikable him and its arc but it turns out the clip does not work so he has to actually open up his chest which is very risky so much so that he's basically like say y'all goodbyes right now and Iggy is the one that really got some attention with the goodbyes because I didn't hear anybody else speaking with BJ <laughs> no one-on-ones Hella wasn't even there it didn't seem as if she sent word ahead that hey your grandson is or granddaughter is gonna be born and maybe give him some joy before he passed on now Iggy just got what he needed from his BFF (laughs) luckily he comes through surgery I was scared for a minute I was like oh no I almost wanted to google at that moment did the actor say they were leaving because I love Kapoor I think outside of helen he's probably my favorite character so i was like nah i hope they is not swapping in reynolds because kapoor is leaving because that is not a fair handoff at all luckily he comes through surgery while the team watch it was touchy go for a minute i did like the scene with him and his wife and the fruit to continue on very touching i'm glad kapoor is back and now he's a grandparent and I cannot wait for that joy as he could probably be at home he don't even need to be at the hospital right now he could just be recovering and he could be grandpa for right now and I, I would be I would enjoy that because heart surgery should take you a minute to come back to work so he should not be at work next week or the week after or the week after that matter of fact just put him at home with the grandchild all season and everyone could just stop by his house and get advice i hope they do this because that's a perfect way to shoot this for covid and utilize the actor because i think we have enough storylines going on at the hospital that his is not really necessary and i would enjoy seeing vj be a grandparent just put that out there in case anyone from <laughs> what is this nbc <laughs> is listening um what else i think that's about it with the the reynolds storyline and him realizing that there are people that died at the hospital that he knew and he was never contacted (laughs) clearly you weren't that close friends or you would have probably gotten the funeral notification or was you not friends on facebook sir did you not see this is why you have to facebook people just in case whenever you leave somewhere if you care enough you be like here's my facebook page and i can that's what facebook for it's not to really engage with people you used to know it's more like to browse their life and if they ever passed away you'd be sad and you would show up to their funeral to honor them because 
they meant that much to you. Or maybe I've completely got the wrong idea about Facebook. Anyhow, Helen is still dealing with the PTSD of not being able to physically really touch people during the pandemic. Um, But by the end of the episode, she overcomes her revulsion to touch, uh, helping Ella, who's freaking the hell out. Because she came to check up on VJ and she was told she having a baby. <laughs> She's in labor. So her OCD and the fact that everything did not go with the plan that she had very much depended on in her brain puts Helen in a spot, but she cancels all of her shit to be with her. But she can't touch her despite the many times the the gynecologist is like, can you please hold her hand? Because that would probably calm her the fuck down and eventually she is able to do so she had met up with i can't remember this guy's name ever Passius or something to that effect but he thinks that maybe you know time has fizzled whatever between them but y'all saw each other right i like didn't not interact i understand being busy and not being able to pursue romantically and putting that on hold but it's not as if you didn't have a friendship before a relationship so that's weird and why i don't think they'll work out in the end never mind he's just not a really great person i mean eventually that's gonna come up and they're gonna have a conflict of interest and he is definitely i won't say he's not a terrible person he's just not the same empathetic level that she is she wants a max and he ain't even half of that and for right now that's great because she already had her fantasism or whatever you want to call it of wanting max and he wasn't ready to step up to that plate yet and thus going for someone that's completely opposite feels apropos however however eventually you're going to come to a head with that because He's not going to want to break the rules in the manner in which she recklessly does. And I think that's when their relationship is going to get pretty contentious. And he's she's probably going to put him in a terrible spot and he's not going to like it. And it's going to be the the end of their relationship. Just putting predictions out there because I know exactly who Helen is and I know exactly who Cassius is as well. I'm okay with the relationship right now. I, I'm one of the few Sharpwind shippers that think that Max has a lot of work to do to earn Helen, uh, who's given so much. And really, I don't want her to be waiting around for him. You know, he went out, he had his little girlfriend that he wanted to rebound and pretend that he was still in the world in which he had his wife by kind of making his wife 2.0 let him do his emotional shit that's allowed but she herself who has it together knows what she wants is in a good place shouldn't have to hold for him like i don't want a michonne situation right like we all know we're shown shippers that it was in game it was meant to be but rick had jesse and Michonne was just sitting over there on the side, you know. And I'm like, well, come on now. She too damn fine. That ain't nobody around being like, well, if he ain't getting it, 
and she ain't ready but out there like that I mean I don't see any reason why I should not slide up in there and that's exactly what Cass has done and Kellen and Kellen Helen should allow it because she stood in front of Max and gave him all of the eyes telling him emotionally what she wanted he stepped forward and then he walked away we know that scene that beautiful Sharpwood moment that's when she was putting her heart on the line and he wasn't ready to pick that up and you can't and to be able to be still friends and work together you can't um you can't even allow yourself really to be single you need to go find a man and find some happiness now for you and if it really is meant to be then it will be um barry allen (laughs) it's barry allen in this moment like fuck should have said something now she was eddie she can't just break up with eddie and pretend she don't like this guy because you know you have feelings for her okay that would have been great to know and would have been reciprocated if you had gotten your timing right you did not so now either this is gonna work out one day or it's not but i gotta keep doing what's best for me i think i have uh expositioned on that as much as i need to and we can move on finally to the man of the hour which is max who finally has to deal with accountability so how this story was introduced it still makes my blood boil just a bit because you have the police showing up being like oh we have the person who's been stealing opiates for the last 13 months and i understand you have the right i suppose in the hospital maybe as the director of the hospital not to press charges sure however there was absolutely no reason why this boy should not have been prosecuted to the full extent of the law and here's why don't be naive max because people can get tell you a sob story and you just eat it up you lap it up you cannot wait to jump on your white horse with your caucasian skin and save the fucking day which is annoying because you don't know if this boy really gave all the opiates that he stole for 13 months to his mother and only his mother that's the first fact second why shouldn't he then still be made accountable for his actions okay i understand why you did the terrible thing maybe i'll reduce your sentence but your ass is still going to jail because you committed a crime worth millions of dollars and you're setting third a bad precedent because now everyone could be like well you know what i stole these because you know my mom got osteoporitis and she came before they their medications i know it's osteoporitis Perias? Persias. fuck y'all know what i mean osteoporosis there we go i remembered it anyhow that is neither there or here what i'm getting at is you suck max you suck with your decision making (laughs) like there's just no oh it was for my mother and she was reduced down oh that's terrible i'm gonna call your doctor because they reduced down your medic you didn't even look at the chart you just taking this word person's word of mouth 
you didn't oh it's a doctor at new amsterdam and then you go to the doctor and this is when the episode started getting a touch better for me he didn't still or not still make mistakes but it was clear that these things were being thrown back in his face and it starts with the doctor with him being oh so the policy that you enacted guess what you didn't actually put any type of standards on it you didn't have any defined outlines you just walk around with your wand and make it a decree and then you expect everybody to just do it and treat everyone the same because that's what you said to do and then on top of it you threatened my job if i didn't do exactly what the decree was but then he does something even dumber he goes oh it's my fault so i'm gonna go ahead and just repeal the whole thing not amend not talk to anyone any other department get some statistics look at the analytic data nah he don't do none of that shit he just goes oh this sucks for one person let me repeal the whole entire thing and don't even send out a memo karen come in like what the fuck my dude like you keep walking around here like you the queen of england and this is your castle then we get to the conference call and i wanted to slap everyone involved first and foremost don't apologize to your patient why are you apologizing because you put in an order in which maybe 95 percent of the people at new amsterdam actually fell into that category but them five percent that didn't you felt you owed them an apology no you just owe them your they medication that's what you owe them you don't need to facetime them and then when he does actually do something that okay maybe that's respectful you just wanted to be kind i don't think you needed to be but whatever and this is why you don't do shit like this. this is why on the phone we are not allowed to say the words i'm sorry why because we're not sorry we didn't do nothing if we didn't do nothing why are we apologizing no this is the answer i ain't gotta apologize because this is the way your policy was written i did not put rental on your policy you're an adult you have to deal with these decisions (laughs) so why am i saying i'm sorry when this is no no then everyone's getting mad at him because oh i got daycare my kid what does daycare got to do with checking up your meds why do you have a hospital that's three hours away that's the real question and then why didn't you decide a a pharmacy ain't close by y'all telling me y'all can't send the medication to the to the pharmacies in your area there's not a cvs there's no um delivery system because i know pretty much everything during covid was delivery so this whole entire thing didn't even make sense to me and most of the people was annoying as fuck like how is your life my problem (laughs) talking about um you accusing me of being a drug addict i'm sorry it happens i'm not accusing you of shit all i'm saying is people abuse opiates it's a fact look at the statistics i would have blown it up on a bulletin board and said this is what i'm referring to you are people who take opiates i'm not saying that you're uh drug addicts but you're high ass risk and we told you that when we prescribed you the medication so stop acting like this is a brand new conversation that you ain't never heard before stop it anyhow he then decides to be really accommodating trying to make bike messenger street pharmacists you're gone fired out of here ain't nothing i can do for you you knew damn well it was one of them bike messengers that totally narked on his ass too 
They probably like, this dude trying to set me up for failure. What is wrong with you, Max? What is wrong with, why would you think this was even half a good idea? This was, I need to continue to ride the white horse. And to do so, I'm if I make it into B and I think it's a good idea, I'm just going to go with it. I'm not going to ask anyone any questions. I'm not going to ping it off of anyone. He is just too much sometimes. And I just, man, they could have taken them drugs and put them in. Where did you even have trackers? Any ID? Did you get, <laughs> did anyone pass a background check? I'm not, did you even get their paperwork sent over from their employers? Did you drug test them themselves? Do you even know if they got criminal? What the hell, man? What is your issue that you thought this was even half a good idea? Karen got to bail him out of jail. And I will say she is much more calm than I would have been. But she does tell him straight up. She's like, that's the difference between you. I have to live in reality while your ass is up in fantasy world. Because you have good ideas, but you don't actually have any accountability (laughs) with any of those ideas. And I'm the one that has to continue to clean up the mess after your ass. And I would have ended it with, it's getting fucking tired. It's getting on my damn nerves right now. And I don't need no more stress in my life because you know what happened to my daughter. So he ends the episode by admitting that yes I probably should do something about being responsible for my crazy ass irrational plans and actually run them up a ladder any ladder even if it's just someone down in maintenance because I'm pretty sure even they would come up and see the pros and cons on some of the shit you be coming up with so I appreciated him coming up with a plan and it was a good one it was just marking the narcotics and getting people what they need but like i said if you hadn't from the get-go came in being a moron you would have never had to come back but it's a lesson for him and i hope that he learns a lot more before he even steps to helen talking about hey booger i need you Iggy and Bloom discuss his eating disorder. This is a pretty deep conversation uh, between the two. Iggy did have this rather um, last season with Martin. And I thought they were going to therapy to get help. And I felt like that fizzled off. So it kind of was a little, I don't know, um, abrupt. But I am, you know, glad that they delved into something that... I believe the actor said he struggled with as well. Bloom, I think they both threw some low blows, but for the most part, that's what the sweat friends do. (laughs) You're trying to get through to someone uh, and you're trying to do it in a very harsh manner. But at the same time, I don't know if it was Bloom was doing as many low blows. Like I felt him bringing up the fact that she was a drug addict. Like, yeah, and I had to get help for it. And I also (laughs) almost lost everything because of it. So it's not like I'm still actually doing the thing in which I went and got help for. That actually tells you more than anything that, you know, I understand the risk and not wanting being in your situation a little bit better than you actually giving me credit for. 
because I've been down this road where I've been in denial and I've had to confront it because everyone around me can see that there's a problem. Apparently not his husband because if I was his husband, I'd be in his office checking his shit and realizing he said he was a problem. So I I don't know about that, but that is how we end kind of the episode as far as the storylines. I don't think that's much else. Uh, to discuss, so let's go to 911. So let's talk about this winter finale of 911, season 4, episode 8, Breaking Point, written by Bob Goodman, directed by David Grossman. I give this episode a 7.3 out of 10, was not one of my faves. While there were a few scenes that made me chuckle, for the most part, I was really meh on the storylines regarding our favorite firemen and police officers. There were some good character beat moments, but overall, um, you know, it's a lukewarm episode for me. So going kind of not scene by scene, but whatever my notes tell me here. <laughs> um, I guess we can start with the first case. Because I wrote two things before that, but I think I'm going to save that for Eddie's storyline. Of a flight attendant who is stuck at a gate with passengers drinking from the minibar until she can't take it anymore. And has one quite massive meltdown. F*** you. F*** you. F*** you. You're cool. F*** you. After cursing out the passengers, she grabs a bottle before shooting her ass down. But Darnell, who really cares about his job and dude that don't come to the rescue, she breaks her ankle, but is too drunk to care, and he has a cork in his neck. How did this happen? I'm not quite sure, but it's horrible. This is the second brush with death that Darnell has had, and by the end of the day, both have had enough of Southwest Airlines. Fuck this shit, I quit! So let's get to Eddie's storyline. He is dating Anna. uh, And as he's getting closer to her, he's also keeping a secret about dating her. Something they both agree is the right decision because uh, Christopher is a very sensitive child. I like that he talked to his parents about it, Athena and Bobby, because why would you not? But since Buck can't whisper and he keeps acting real suspect, Christopher knows something is up. What's this new friend you keep hanging out with? He finally confesses, but it makes him angry and he calls an Uber to go to Buck's house. Now we need to have a moment in the chair. One Christopher Michael Jones, my son. Okay, I love you with all of my soul. But you're going to get your ass whooped, okay? What the, first, let's talk about this salad bowl, all right? You can be mad, all right? But you're going to clean up this mess, first and foremost. One, there needs to be a safe place in the house that you're going to go have an angry fit when you're mad. Breaking shit is not it. Mm-mm. That is glass. You could have got hurt. I could have got hurt. There's lettuce all over the floor. Now we could get ants. Absolutely not. This will be cleaned up and it would be cleaned up right now. And then you can go pout in your room all you want. Okay. Let's talk about this other thing about 
him jumping into a fucking uber first and foremost uber driver does this look like an 18 year old to you someone who should be paying for an uber then why the fuck you is ferrying them across town secondly boy you went and picked up my phone and called a fucking uber not only is your ass getting beat you on punishment for the next two weeks you can still be mad at me all you want to and i will take that but now you put yourself in trouble (laughs) because christopher you need to know boundaries and that is not it you do not have the right to be angry and then decide to leave the house without telling me not even taking your phone using my phone to order and pay for transportation after you just broke a tell y'all a story i have worked with mentally handicapped adults i worked with them for almost about three years and one of the um one of my my regulars i should say when i first got him he wasn't a regular but everyone would not want to deal with this one particular we'll call him um uh, john so john doe basically all the time at night it was a constant thing would take his shit balls out of his ass and he would put them line them up every night for that last shift to come or that last rotation and you would clean them up he would do it every night if years he would do this habit so i get john doe and i'm like oh hell no because i know john doe is smart you know how I know John Doe is smart? Because I'll be interacting with John Doe. And when he wants some cookies, John Doe knows how to, I mean, he can find some cookies in a heartbeat. John Doe can listen. John Doe follows directions. John Doe can respond. John Doe can think. He's not, he was not vocal, or he was not, I should say, um, he could not speak, but he could sign. But he could definitely be understood. So, I told John Doe when he put them booby doo doos out them turds, John Doe asked, got his ass about that bed and helped clean this shit up. Literally. His shit. Uh, take that shit. Uh-uh. He looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, nah-uh. You can go at all you want to. Uh, you picking up that shit. I'm going to hold the bag. But you're going to pick up that shit. And then guess what? Them do the stains in your bed that you would just lay there and sit there in your chair while I change the sheets guess who about to pick them sheets and take them to the washroom oh your ass about to take them sheets and take them to the washroom you know why because ain't nothing wrong with your legs get up get up and you follow my ass down to the laundry room and you put sheets in you're gonna wash how to get washed down and then we're gonna do this we doing this together two weeks go by guess what john don't even put him on shit on the ground you know why john didn't put because that was too much damn work (laughs) john don't want john don't realize when i took you to the bathroom before bed that's when you go ahead and shit not when you get into bed and you figure, oh, okay, well, y'all can just clean it. No. Because just because people are mentally or physically handicapped does not mean that they are not smart or that they cannot achieve more or that you cannot discipline them in a manner that fits the situation. So to me, it may have been, oh, he's so patient, just let him do it. And he was just calm about it. But 
my reaction would have been just like any other parent like no christopher you're smart you're intelligent you know right from wrong your ass do not need to be calling no fucking uber and if you do you're gonna get your ass whooped okay and secondly if you want to be angry and you want to be pouting about it you better go find we could go make a little room and that would have been your hitting room and we would have done that probably when he was way younger because this ain't the first tantrum he ain't had so that's my opinion on that what i did want to say earlier which was creepy was that eddie has the same ringtone when the alarm went off when he was uh creeping up with anna that i have for my alarm in the morning my daughter's like your alarm is so annoying i'm like that's the point it makes me get up (laughs) and i am totally with the math has changed the way they teach it I never liked it now I will never know it because I'll be looking at my daughter's lab homework like yeah I won't be able to assist you with that at all I come up with the same answer sometimes and I'm like but how did you it's so weird how they teach math now I feel like they're making it harder than it needs to be I didn't really care for Buck's storyline I thought it was rather stupid him being upset that this chick is all up in his house Albert who don't pay rent is keep inviting him to be the third wheel and keep calling him the third wheel it's weird and everyone involved is making it weirder than it needs to be it felt like a whole petty match between buck and veronica and albert was in the middle and he was in the middle because buck told him to go over to the girl's house because he felt weird that he was living in the same building as her just everything about what buck was doing felt like a 12 year old was dealing with a girl that didn't like him back and he for some reason still liked her after she hate shamed you and that's on you that's why you need to stop fucking with caucasian women i mean if it was not very clear that she was a future trump supporter uh, i need to come up with a different word come on guys give me some give me something else because i hate saying that name but what else can we call them right um drop a comment below if you <laughs> if you have a new moniker to add to what we should call these women basically she ain't gonna be invited to no barbecues or liked whatsoever at work by anyone that's a minority so yeah and then there was that whole thing with him and uh was it vanessa the fact that veronica and vanessa the v names and then they had her looking like a abby doppelganger was just a little creepy for me (laughs) i will say i was like ah you could have a type but do you really need it to be a copy and paste type so i was really like are they about to get together and then she cursed him out and they didn't and they were just friends and she helped him out about the vaccines and i was like why did i need this i don't feel like i did need this we could have did something else with our time with buck that at this point if he ain't hooking up with eddie i don't even want to see him date it's not necessary for me at all i did think him complaining to everybody having oprah sessions was kind of funny the robbery man stuck on the roof and the regulations begin of trying to talk him down from the roof it lasted like four hours with some wanting him to jump to a tree and by the fourth hour just wanting him to jump people was ordering food they was chilling they was like (laughs) 
putting on music the owner finally got fed up took a ladder and pushed the man off telling everyone to get on but i feel like he should have got arrested at that moment because a if he had pushed him and that gun had went off and anyone had gotten struck by a bullet that was on you secondly you crossed the yellow tape and that was not allowed i get that you're annoyed by the process but you can also just drive away and and go somewhere else where you're not annoyed by what's happening i mean if he didn't have a weapon i would be a lot more inclined to be like okay this is ridiculous but because he does have a weapon whatever you need to get him down from the roof and if that's what they i mean just let them do their damn job are you really that annoyed to get back in there and watch maury because your ass is retired the continuous fire alarm story sends athena to a home where a woman during a divorce pandemic style loses her shit with her husband basically marking everything that was his stabs him and then entombs him in a wall and it's only his thumping that dislodged one of the window seals that saved his life because she really thought he was dead athena is also there for maddie who's decided that she's going to do a home birth after receiving some news that things are uncertain she gets rather moody with some customers and i don't even blame her and it's noticed by the matriarch who tells her about her own pregnancies and gives her some words of advice that everything leading up to it you know sometimes it's good sometimes it's terrible but the moment that baby is in your arms it's all going to be worth it chimney also eventually chimes in like i know you're a nurse but i'm not (laughs) i'm not a doctor i'm not a nurse i'm a fireman and quite frankly it's 13 minutes to get to the hospital i can deal with everyone else and bearing the pain of losing people within those that time frame of getting them to the hospital but i can't have that on me and she rightfully you know takes his consideration because he wanted to do it to do what made her comfortable but he just could not he's like look this is not making me comfortable whatsoever and i thought it was nice that she really understood and took his opinion into account and said you know what it's okay it doesn't matter where we have a baby you know i love you and it was very nice because i think that's the first time she said i love you to him so i I really like their story arc this week and usually the man really don't get a say (laughs) just about anything (laughs) but i i appreciated that it was a decision they made together despite you know a woman and their body and her going through the experience hen gets some bad news just as nia was settling into being happy with the family they're told that the birth mother is ready for unification i will say this feels as if it's treading water on another story that they've had recently um and they she was uh like i understand them being a little depressed because they've invested in the child but if unification was always on the table i'm not sure why they would be that devastated um as they hadn't like i understand that they were in the process of adopting like having the illusion she was going to be your child i think that was something maybe you know they should have been prepared for 
And as I stated earlier, it feels like a familiar arc for Hen. I would have preferred to have a little bit more storylines with her mother and not her constantly losing her children. And that's all the thoughts I have on these two episodes. Let's jump into the mailbag. What up, Christina? It's Mimi sending in feedback for The Den. It was only 911 in New Amsterdam that I saw. Um, I was gonna send feedback in yesterday, but I was still distraught over Misfits. So I just waited till today. I relaxed all day and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna send it on my way to work. So here we are. Um, 911, I know it mainly focused on um, Buck and that I think her name was Vanessa was his uh the bad date that he went on and then the uh, Albert was uh messing around with and I do think Buck was focused on the wrong thing like it seriously didn't make sense like I get him being uncomfortable that the bitch was in his house like first of all Albert got some nerve he really be moving in with people and just taking over shit like I get that he's Buck's like they became friends but you are literally an uninvited guest Buck didn't want you there he's doing it for chimney so you gotta have some decency you can't be bringing bitches in your in his house without you know knowing that he's uncomfortable with it granted I, I I don't know the terms of their agreement but last time we checked chimney made Buck have him there because Albert's useless and he don't want to get a place of his own and for my understanding California is pretty expensive anyway but it looks like Albert's always in the house so he clearly isn't working and he's not going to school so he's literally just leeching in somebody's couch which really pisses me off that he has the audacity to just have this heifer who has her own place by the way this which is literally next door in Buck's face all the time and that leads me to believe that this heifer was being petty I'm not saying that she don't like Albert but I do think she was being petty when she found out that Buck um Buck lived next door to her and then Buck sent dude over there to talk to her I don't remember why Albert went over there but the whole situation was really weird and I don't blame the news anchor lady for reacting the way that she did I would have left as soon as I realized it was like some weird ass double date she kind of blew up at him and I mean that's her right I'm not gonna get mad at her I wouldn't have done that I would have just left um or told him about himself and stay just for a free meal that the latter seems more of what I would do because of who I am I love food and I'm not going to turn down a free meal, especially if it smells like it's good. And she was in there really cooking. So I'm assuming that even though Vanessa is a trash heifer who makes assumptions about people immediately without even having a discussion, like I, I told you how I felt about her. I didn't like, I mean, you have the right to date whoever you want. And if you feel like a date isn't going well, that's fine. But, um, I just felt like she came there not wanting to be there and everything Buck did she 
um, shot down. But I am seeing it through the eyes of Buck because I know Buck and I don't know her. So I could be misreading the situation. But that's neither here nor there. I just feel like um, that relationship was doomed anyway. And I honestly don't think Buck is ready to date anybody. I do like the news anchor lady. Um, I thought that's where it was going. But, you know, Buck does need some friends right now. Um, so I feel like him being friends with her is probably best for him anyway. Um, he just started therapy. He just got an open relationship with his parents. Maybe not, maybe dating isn't the best thing for him anyway. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is Christopher. First of all, I love that boy. I will die for him. He is the cutest shit. I wish I could take him and have him and Derek be brothers because I love him. He's so cute. Um, I don't agree with his tantrum throwing the the bowl down, but it doesn't seem like he gets angry very often. So I don't, he probably doesn't have, you know, past references on how to handle his anger because he's, he's always happy. I don't think we've, we've seen him, of course, sad when his mom died. Um, and then, you know, you know, missing people. Um, but even when he, when, when Buck couldn't find him and he was with that lady, like he wasn't scared. He didn't look sad. He seriously looked like he was having the time of his life. (laughs) He probably thought it was an adventure. He probably didn't realize how scary it was, but even then he didn't look mad or anything. He wasn't bad that he, like Buck was feeling like he lost him and he's the worst human being ever and all Christopher could remember was he saved him so you know that in itself just shows the kind of kid that Christopher is so I feel like if he was my child I would explain to him that his reaction was not okay but I don't think I would have gotten extremely mad like my son has had tantrums in the past and he knows that's not how you get anything but if he was one of those kids who was just always happy and very rarely got angry and you know he's 10 years old and he has a tantrum and he breaks something okay that's usually where when what people do when they're two and then they learn that's not how we handle situations because mommy is gonna spank my ass but if they never had that at two you can't be mad that they did it at 10 because they have nothing you know, no, no references on how to handle their anger. So I let that slide. But when he took an Uber to Bucks and then he started saying, you know, I wish he wish he could stop missing people or not feel anything. I don't remember the exact words he used, but that literally broke my heart. Like I was so sad. Like I, oh, my heart hurts so much. Ugh. I just, I couldn't, and Buck handled it so well, he, he has his moments, sometimes Buck be looking crazy as hell, and a little deep to but he has his moments, and he does have some good pep talks, um, so I was pretty proud of him, um, I didn't really care for the chimney, and, um, whatever Buck's sister's name is, I'd be forgetting, um, I'm glad you know they're talking about that because I know that was an issue with a lot of people I knew that was pregnant during COVID and then some people got pregnant during the quarantine and then they had the babies at the end of it and you know at that point they had like strict protocols so you know there could only be one 
the only the father could be there and I guess if the father wasn't involved maybe the mom I don't know you know the mom could pick one person I don't know the rules I didn't have any kids during quarantine and I wasn't in that area of the hospital because I don't mess with those so I don't know what they did um but I guess that you know that would resonate with some people so that's probably why they threw it in and then uh I feel bad for um what the hell is her name I am really drawing a blank. The black lady, the bald head, who's best friends with Athena. I am like really mad at myself. I can't think of it right now. And I'm driving, so I can't even Google it. You know what I'm talking about. I feel bad about the um, the, the mom wanting her baby back. But I mean, I guess that's a, like something you have to prepare for if you're taking a child just temporary that you know that the mother will eventually want the child back um and it sounds like it was just temporary it was never an adoption so that's sad though that you know clearly she is mimicking her mom wanting to be a doctor which is adorable but it feels bad you know the thing about it is she's so young she won't remember that when she gets after she gets a certain age but it is sad to you know be with someone in your developmental years and then be taken away it'll be hard in the beginning because she's not going to know her mom but in the end you know those rehabilitation programs are there because you know you deserve a second chance not everybody should be parents but if you are a parent and you want your child back you have the you should you should have the right and the benefit of the doubt to at least try like I said there's some crimes that you should never get your kids back but neglect I feel like you can come back from and even if someone was a drug deal drug user and they were high and that's where the neglect charges came from if you cleaned yourself up and you can show that you're you're rehabilitated you deserve your kid back so i can't be mad at that um i think that's all i have uh on that show the the other one is new amsterdam i gotta be honest with y'all that whole iggy storyline is weird to me i didn't like it and then i felt like the honestly the the main story that i cared about was kapoor and i wanted vj to survive and he did i'm mad that we had to see floyd old dumbass and i'm sure now he's gonna be in the hospital again it said visitor but i feel like you know maybe he left to be on the show and then the show got canceled because of the covid thing and they never made the pilot or it never got picked up or whatever the case was so i feel like we're we're forced to see his face again maybe he'll be better this time um and then um I just I don't even want to talk about the Iggy thing because I feel like Bloom had some audacity like you're a fucking drug addict you shouldn't be judging anybody she I mean I I thought I remember her saying she had a eating disorder but maybe I just remember her talking about drinking when she was younger I don't remember um but I wish honestly that Bloom would have been with VJ's um I mean, her, his son and the, her were never married, but I'm just going to say his daughter-in-law law, and um, Helen was with um, Iggy because then I might have had, I maybe would have been more emotionally involved in the storyline. I just felt like, had, like, first of all, for somebody to go grab Laura, I don't even, I don't know why I just called her Laura. I don't know if that's her name, but Dr. Bloom, I forget what her first name is, but she's in an emergency room why would you grab her out of all the doctors in the hospital 
that in itself is weird to me but whatever I'm gonna let it slide I just I was having a hard time dealing with Iggy's storyline before COVID now that I remember um and you know Bloom gets on my nerves so I think if they'd have had Helen or Max with him I would have been more involved in in the storyline emotionally I just I don't know it's just weird I don't like it I I'm trying to because I feel like it's an important issue especially if it's something he's been dealing with since he was young but I just really I don't care and I don't know how that sounds but it's how I feel um I'm glad BJ survived because I would have been devastated he was one of my faves his daughter-in-law is weird and I felt like the way she was reacting was fucking getting on my nerve and she would have irritated the shit out of me but that's why I don't work at mom baby because bitches like that irritate me like push like you think you your child suffocating in the birth canal is going to be a good start to you being a good mom and you're you're worried about you know being in a like sleeping sleeping and something's happening to the baby but you refuse to push that can't I just don't understand your logic like I get it's hard but you gotta do it the baby wants to come out and if you can't get the baby out in a certain amount of time bad stuff happens and it doesn't take anybody in the medical field to know that like that has to be some kind of common sense you need to get it out (laughs) it can't stay in between your uterus and the world it has to come out so fucking push Helen handled it spectacularly, but would we expect anything less because she's awesome? I will say, however, that her deciding to be with whatever that new doctor's name is broke my heart because I told you I'm ready for Helen and Max to be together. I'm at least ready for them to, you know, co-parent Luna. Like, seriously, I'm going to need them to do it now. I'm sick of it. We all know it's gonna happen. We can tell their end game. Like everybody with eyeballs know that eventually they are gonna be in a relationship. So let's just cut the BS and make it happen. <sighs> anyway, I am gonna end it here. I don't think I have anything else to say. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, me me out. That was Lamia's thoughts on the episodes. And yep, Albert is a favor that Uh, Buck is doing for his friend Chimney so he needs to remember that and since y'all in sleepover mode it does make sense y'all should be doing it at her place and I agree I think she was doing it on purpose in spite and there is absolutely no date debate I should say that she was a bitch she probably slept with him to piss Buck off just saying I'm taking it a step further than you and as far as the Christopher thing, he was making all types of excuses because he's cute. A kid is a kid. We haven't seen him angry. And you did say, you know, he probably, this ain't probably the first time. But going back to my earlier example, uh, he he still need boundaries. He don't need to be, you know, <laughs> Buck should have been staring up in his ass too. Like, hold on, son. And then you would have got the license plate on that Uber driver. Because we need to have a talk about his boss and get him fired immediately. And then reunification, yes, that's something that right now one of my nephews is dealing with. As his mom is um, was not on the right track with his mom. Drugs can be considered a disease at this stage. That addiction is a disease, I should say. Um, 
so yeah i'm not sure why i understand their own feelings in the matter that they've grown attached to her but what's best for the child is always reunification to be you know a parent or allow the parent to be a parent to their child and the child to grow up having their parent you always be special to them but it doesn't i don't know um it kind of made it only about them and not about what reunification is the gay storyline she said it was weird um I, I, i can see not relating to it but i can see this actually being a thing um you know my mom had a has a huge problem with weight chaining and luckily by the time i was about 13 i realized very quickly that everything my mom says is kind of shit so i didn't take it seriously but i could see how it could have led to much more like she does it to some of the and i have to really get on her about it because she has this concept in her mind when we were 135 pounds she was talking about we were fat now i'll never bring it up to her because then she'll go into her guilty phase what again about how she's a terrible mother blah 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 blah. and i'm like no i mean you just you had your issues because you were a person and i think it can it stems from your own issues with your mother which i now know are are very very um what's the word i'm looking for uh enormous let's just go with that but yeah i mean if i had been a lesser child and i'm sure maybe my sisters did feel a different way i never really asked them i'm sure when if we ever had a deep con i don't get into those deep conversations too often <laughs> with them but you know uh, she could have easily put in the mind of oh you're fat all the time and, and made someone anorexic luckily like i said most of us was not paying much attention to <laughs> moms i mean this is the same mother used to just you to walk in the house you'd be like bitch i'm like what the fuck did i do besides coming to the door okay like calm the fuck down i would say it all in my brain because i never curse it for my mama <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is parents can do damage to their children and it's really fucked up that that damage could then you know follow them into adulthood and it stems from and this is one of those things that can be stemmed from and and to see it from a male and not a female because i think seeing it from a female's perspective it's like oh okay yeah your hormones and your self-esteem and yada 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 but we don't put those same types of ideals on men and it's kind of why look it's not as if i do not sexualize men i do i really do (laughs) i'm not saying i'm looking at a man and being like oh you fine we're human right however some people like to take it a little too far um and when i say too far if they put a little bit of weight on them they're calling them fat like that to me that's terrible like a man should be able to do and fluctuate with his weight like anyone else and not be held to one standard like it's the brendan fraser thing um yeah and like i saw my booboo bay tom hiddleston out in the the world and people was like oh why he i'm like 
would y'all stop like you can't have an idea of someone and then expect them to be that all the time i'm sure they feel the same type of insecurities that we would feel i know i would feel like damn gain 10 pounds and people talking shit and i have no expectations whatsoever on floyd i just know he's there and i'm gonna have to deal with it and then as far as i don't know if bloom was really judging as much as she was trying to help and also recall yeah lauren's her first name that they grabbed her ass being like hey everybody notices it on the floor so her calling him out on the floor is not as if everybody didn't already know (laughs) um and that's why they they brought her in because they're like okay we're trying to talk to him as a colleague but he needs a friend and i think that's that's fair uh but it's also fair not to care i didn't think ella was bad at all actually as someone who has ocd habits and anxiety and you have a plan like ocd is all about the plan that's why she was like wait it's three weeks early and she didn't even have the benefit of her own doctor her own people what you know the person that was going to be there with her i think she actually (laughs) was rather calm in in comparison to how some people can really react like she was trying to do things like with her fingers to calm herself down she was trying to you know lean on behaviors but it's a lot i think even on the best of terms you know it's hard being alone in a room with nobody that's your family having a baby that's already going to put you emotionally in a place and then having a condition on top of that i I thought she she wasn't (laughs) annoying uh and girl you know luna ain't gonna be on set that's why they keep showing her on her cute little ass on the on the little skype thing because she's not they're not gonna let no babies on set unless they they have to and there's just no reason why we should have to see the her on set well i guess they could have a three-person scene but i i'm not counting my my chickens before they hatch this whole oh we know they're gonna be in game we don't know we don't know just just putting that out there we all hope desire and see the chemistry that deserves us to have explored absolutely but i think i said it like a last year that the the writers definitely had different ideas about um max and helen i'm pretty sure though that they don't get the last say uh because um i think the network sure shit is pushing for it so yeah we have that in our favor but at the same time i think it's it's still new still a lot going on i think that it's only fair um that helen be allowed to explore you know some things on her own outside of max in the hospital because she hasn't had a lot of that i feel especially in the first two seasons season one was heavily all about her and max even when she had a relationship um and then season two kind of leaned into that as well and then it wasn't really until it's the end where she started getting a little independent so i mean to each their own and that wraps up mimi's thoughts let's hear what shy has to say 
all right it's one of those uh, it's just one of those weeks i'm telling you because this is this recording this this feedback for the den has been a huge adventure to say the least but i am take whatever hey christina this is me shy as you know i am here to hopefully record <laughs> my feedback for the den um hopefully this takes this time because uh yeah i'm not getting irritated i mean i don't even at this point this feedback probably like 10 minutes long so maybe in the end it's for the best so anywho you know my between my kids interrupted me i mean i they literally interrupted me like four or five times during that previous one and then the recording wouldn't take it said it was an error so i don't know it's been saying that a lot lately i'm thinking i might have to um um get rid of some of the old recordings maybe it's maybe the file is getting too big i don't know but anywho but yes i spent the weekend just trying to catch up on so much stuff i feel like i'm so behind on anything just i mean just life in general let alone you know watching the shows um giving feedback and listening to your podcast because i had to listen to both episodes of ozark this weekend the last episode four and episode five i listened to them back to back because i hadn't even listened to the one you did um i think it was monday so yes and i see you young lady i see you clowning me um i guess you're trying to call me old because i wasn't i was side eyeing jonah and charlotte and that whole whatever situation believe you me i know i got boys they i mean they they wasn't that far removed from jonah's age um they were jonah's age not too long ago so i understand the the weirdness and all that good stuff um that <laughs> particularly i get in my case teenage or boys i should say not just teenage boys but boys um uh trust me i've uh encountered a lot of cray cray in my household so i get it um but yeah i won't get into that and this feedback is just i guess between with my job and things that i experience i tend to go or think a different way or it comes to me in a different way um but i told y'all that before a lot of times i just you know because i'm so on all the time assessing people and their mental health and blah 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 sometimes when i'm watching tv i just want to watch tv (laughs) i don't want to sit there and try to you know analyze people why they do this why they do that you know what's the reason behind this this is why they're doing you know because it's just it gets to be much and i do have my youngest son is on the spectrum because i heard you talking about that as well um and yes they're definitely they're similar um things marty and jonah and my youngest son um definitely a lot of similar behaviors and all that good stuff but again yeah between that dealing with that at home dealing with that at work it just yeah sometimes i just watch tv and i just enjoy you guys talk about all that other in-depth stuff um every once in a while i mean if it's really put on my on me to say it i will but 
for the most part yeah other than the just knocking around I mean just like the oh yeah I'll just talk about that on Ozark podcast or offline whatever I want to get into that anyway um we got new amsterdam and 911 only mixish is was off for the week i don't know if they're doing a winter break or not i know that 911 is this was their last episode prior to their winter break so who knows uh how that's gonna go out and look it up so i don't know for sure but i enjoyed 911 it it did the part about the um the black guy the old black guy <laughs> with the dude on his roof um they're trying to negotiate and talk him down i'm not gonna lie i'm with the guy i'm like how long is this gonna take because <laughs> why is this taking so long because that's ridiculous i i don't i didn't i mean like this seriously was taking all day like six seven hours later and y'all still and y'all had like different like one guy take a break while another guy goes to negotiate and then another guy i'm like what and so they're just all sitting there you know talking about their lives while they wait around for this dude to be talked down from the ledge um i'm like at this point <laughs> i was not surprised i knew it was coming i, I knew the dude was gonna be like you know what screw y'all this is my house i'm trying to get in my house i'm trying to eat i'm trying to rest Y'all got me sitting out here all day while this guy gets pacified, gets something to eat, gets something, <laughs> someone talking to. He's up there telling his life story, and I'm sitting here, <laughs> sitting here frustrated. Uh, so, dude, I'm like, nobody saw him with that ladder. <laughs> all those people out there, nobody saw him with that ladder. <laughs> he's like, he's like, screw y'all. Goes up there, pushes the dude. <laughs> I didn't know he was gonna do that though. I was like, uh, I thought he was just gonna tackle him or whatever. He's like, no, you getting the hell off my roof. Done. <laughs> and everybody's sitting there like, uh, okay. So, and then of course my thing is, could they have not done that? Is that really something they couldn't have done? I mean, I'm not a police officer. I don't. I'm not in law enforcement in any way, shape, or form. But I feel like that could have been over so much long, over so much sooner than it was. So yeah, that's why I totally relate to the guy. Then we got Buck, who is being continues to be extra over this neighbor Veronica that he dated for an hour and a half. I'm like, dude, get over it. It happens. You don't click with a girl. Like I don't understand why he's so extra about this. Like it didn't work out. Y'all didn't. Y'all didn't mesh. It's not the end of the world, you know. I'm sure this is not the first time you've dated a girl that didn't work out. So uh, I, I just didn't understand, you know, he, why he was in his feelings about Albert dating this girl. I'm like, y- y'all didn't have anything in common. I mean, to me, she wasn't all that. I mean, her personality left a lot to be desired in during their date. So she was just too judgmental for me so i didn't understand why he was so extra and then he wasn't giving taylor the time of day who was seems like an amazing i'm like why didn't he just go out with her she seems like an amazing she's beautiful intelligent driven um and has it seemed like you know nice personality so he's sitting there pouring out his heart to her but still 
in his feelings about this girl that he knew for 90 minutes so i'm like oh my gosh so i'm glad that she called him out and then she he has the nerve not to tell her that he they're going on a double date i'm like dude are you serious how are you gonna <laughs> how are you gonna spring a double date on her as she arrives i'm like no <sighs> anyway buck was extra in this episode but i'm glad he got it together at the end then we got eddie and anna trying to navigate this him trying to navigate this single parent when to tell your child which i could totally relate to um that you're dating someone when's the appropriate time to do that every kid is different it's just not uh, it's just you know it's just something you you have to know as a parent and you're you know if you're ready and when you think your kids are going to be ready all that stuff so i personally i don't like to introduce i mean i dated i did not introduce any dudes to my kids the only person that was introduced to my kids was my ex-husband and so um and i dated um because uh me and my first husband divorced a while back and so um yeah when i eventually started dating i would just say hey i'm going out just like what eddie did i'm going out friends this and that the other and nope not not a one was introduced to my kids until i knew it was serious so yeah that's definitely something i believe in um and since my divorce from my ex i no, they haven't seen any guy they keep push trying to push me out the door because as they're getting older they don't want their mommy to be by herself but i'm like i'm good it ain't that serious i'm not in a rush thank you very much um let's see maddie and chimney their story about her being upset about her birth plan having to be changed which i understand you know some people have this vision of how their pregnancy and birth is gonna go but they tell you all the time i mean i know they did when i was pregnant that you know what you think is going to happen what ends up happening is totally different pandemic or no pandemic and sure enough i've had three little ones and each one was completely different it was not one that was the same so yep just like i related to what athena was saying because yep my from my first to my third totally different totally different so but the feeling was the same when they were in my arms so I totally related to what Athena was telling Maddie. And then we have Hen um, and that whole thing with the foster child, their foster child that they were hoping to adopt. And now we got the mom coming back in the picture. Then we have this type of a storyline for Hen uh, with their son. Because I'm like, of course, she was in a relationship with that girl. But I'm just saying it's like you know the oh i could lose my child and i won't lose my child i mean it's that that's such a tricky thing to navigate the foster care system because you gotta know going in that there's a chance that this child is going back to their birth mother and i think that's my understanding i didn't i yeah i didn't i don't know if they were under the impression that this was a straight-up adoption because that's not how the woman was sounding she you know she's like we're gonna start the reunification process so um not understanding i mean i yeah i get you bring these kids in your home you love them but if you knew that there was a chance of reunification between with the birth parents 
um, a birth mother in this case, then that should have been something that in the back of your mind you should be prepared for um, if you're going to do that type of thing. Because um, it sounds like that's just not something they should be doing um, if they can't, if they get that invested when they know there's a potential that the child can go back. So there's that. I think that's it for 911 New Amsterdam. I like this episode better than the premiere, to be honest. I was on pins and needle with Kapoor. I didn't know where they were going with this because I didn't know if the actor was leaving the show or not. So I'm sitting up here going, are they going to kill him off? Or is this just a prolonged dramatic uh, <laughs> um, situation to where he ends up being fine in the end? Because they really, really went there i mean they brought reynolds in they had him they didn't know if he's gonna get the surgery they're like nope you can't get the surgery yet we're gonna do the surgery then he does the surgery the surgery doesn't work then they gotta go back in i'm like oh my gosh this was a this was a crazy ride they put us on in this one so um and then he flatlined and they you know first oh yeah there's success we did it and then he flatlined oh my gosh she's dying and then he can't i'm like really <laughs> can y'all not my heart can't take it i mean he's i mean i like kapoor he's not my favorite character but i'm saying i like him so oh that was uh but it was realistic i'm just saying it was oh my gosh I'm like, i was on pins and needles then we got ella giving birth and this tied into helen's story and her and how the her anxiety and fear from the pandemic how ha- that has affected her which is completely relatable that's something that i'm seeing in my work um is those that really have a hard time and, and that's something that was is talked about but sometimes glossed over as this pandemic continue to go on and on and on is that what is it going to be like the new normal when people are allowed to hug and kiss and go here go here i mean you know of course you got the you know the usual suspects that was didn't their life didn't change whatsoever but you got those who did take the pandemic seriously who did take the precaution that will have a hard time adjusting to the new normal going back to being in public what does that look like what is you know so I can understand what Helen's going through in that situation. She was starting this relationship and then it had to be put on hold. I mean, I'm not understanding why they couldn't like video, like video date and video stuff, do video virtual stuff. But I guess they just said, no, we're going to put it on hold until we're able to see each other, go out face to face. I don't know. I don't know how that decision was made for those two, but um, they she did overcome it and now they're gonna do what they're gonna do so of course i know helen and max are the end game but it's nice to see her i mean max got his little something something it's nice to see helen getting her little something something with cast cassius is that his name cast i don't know but anyway and i like the actors so you know go for it they they look good together um we got bloom and iggy's story and that being, you know, Bloom being inappropriate. I mean, she was saying some facts, but then she was in the wrong as well. So they were both to have some good points, but also they were in the wrong in certain areas. And I like that. It's the one that's not, oh, yeah, you're all the bad and you're all the good. Um, because she sure shouldn't have put his business out there in the hallway where everybody could see. 
that was not that was messed up i'm not gonna lie um of course it was a low blow even though it was true about bringing his kids into it but i guess at that point she was trying to get through to him um of course iggy all in his feelings um and pretty pretty much calling her judgmental and kind of saying that she's similar to his father i'm like okay that's not you're going a little bit too far here uh let's not let's not go crazy with that iggy um but yeah i and i can totally relate to that uh, because i mean a lot of people i mean especially when you're in a mental health profession you want to come across as competent and you have it together and because you're you're advising you're there for other people who are in the mental health crisis so you want to put on that front that you have it together and so to admit that you don't and that you need help that's hard that's a hard thing for some um in the mental health profession to do to admit that they need a therapist because it tends to signify it seems like it would make them weak or less than or not as competent of a therapist um social worker or whatever if they admit that they need someone to talk to but it's totally normal because we're human we deal with our own crap and we have our own childhood and just because you go to school and got an education and all that good stuff and the mental health profession doesn't immune you to having issues of your own so yeah um i like that i like that bloom pointed that out because that's something that we talk about as well at my job is because we deal with trauma you know sexual abuse child abuse and so it takes a toll and sometimes you do need that outlet um of someone to um release that with i mean yeah it could be your friends it could be family but sometimes you just need something more so um yeah i think that's it i, I mean Reynolds looks good you know i don't know if he's back for good i, I don't know they kind of kept left it kind of gray at the end of this episode um with them him and bloom looking at the memorial um so not sure what that means um but he looked good then we got Max, who turned into a drug dealer during this episode. <laughs> I'm like, Max, are you seriously giving random people on a bike that they're just grabbing the prescriptions to go deliver? I'm like, you don't have no system whatsoever. Like, who had what? Who's delivering to who? I'm like, so these people could just grab these prescriptions and then go sell them on the street as far as you know because i'm with i forget her name but there was no accountability like are you serious right now did you really think that was a smart thing to do i mean i get i mean sometimes he is so impulsive i like that when he makes these dumb decisions that he does have to face a consequence to a certain extent because seriously i mean they always bail him out but i'm just saying um still i'm like that i'm like watching him do this whole thing and i'm like all right huh so first he insults the people you know like i mean i get what he was trying to do but again it came across the wrong way to the you know that audience in the virtual chat 
And then he goes, hey, I need you to deliver. Hey, biker delivery people, I need you to take these prescriptions with the address on them and deliver them. And that's it. I'm like, but they, he came up with a great solution in the end, which I thought was so much better. But I'm like, dude, I cannot believe you thought that was smart. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's like, and so what happens when you're like some guy, one of the delivery people grabbed 10 of them with the purpose of quote unquote delivering them. And then the people don't get them. So then what? What you got? I, well, how are you going <laughs> to? So like, he did not think that through whatsoever. So anyway, there's that. Um, I think that's all I have for these two. Um, I think I've gone on long enough. So, on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. Alright, Shy, with your thoughts on the episode. Sis, you may need a new phone. What you be using? Clicking my DMs for technical support. <laughs> and girl, I, I don't have no reason really to clown. Cause this whole damn damn episode is like two weeks behind okay like a week so you know you ain't gotta think i'm here to analyze for you and ain't nobody cared at that point to stop the old man i think when he grabbed that ladder they was like you know what i don't know what he's doing but he doing something it might be entertaining <laughs> let's just watch <laughs> and i do think it did comedically play out much longer than it would have but he did have a gun and what else um i put he wasn't saltine oh yeah i don't think buck was saltine over veronica but that he failed at dating and homeless albert was the person that she chose so it became a pity or a petty pity type of thing going both sides she was just more like i can't stand you so i want to make your life miserable and he was very much allowing her to do so and my daughter will happily accept anyone else in my house (laughs) i don't think she will though she keeps saying you should go date but as soon as someone take my attention away she's gonna be hella mad like this is horrible yeah, I used to have all your attention and now I do. And yeah, I'm with you. I ain't about introducing, like, if we fucking, you ain't getting introduced to my daughter. Like, why? <laughs> I got to know you for at least three to six months before I may decide to introduce you to my child. And they ain't pushing you out the door because they want you to go date and be in your feelings. They pushing you out because they want to party up in the house. Like, yeah, go be distracted so we can get into some fun or trouble. And it was a very familiar story arc with him. So I thought so as much. I I thought that she was actually already adopted. (laughs) So it was them getting the call. They heard it was a six month review and they just assumed it was adoption and not the mom might have actually gotten better, which is egg on their face as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, I was unclear too if VJ was leaving. I was getting really hella scared for a moment. So I'm with you. And people still going to be cautious. I think most Americans, despite what people like to put out there, are still like, um... (laughs) 
<laughs> there are those that are going to be those, but that's because they make themselves loud and vocal. But most normal people who's just going day to day, they're like, yeah, there's no rush. I'd rather be cautious because at any point this shit can spread uncontrollably. We don't know what the, how successful this vaccine is yet. That's why people was out there trying to jump ahead because we got a vaccine. It's just moronic. Y'all just don't know what patience is. <laughs> just don't. And that's the thing. People are still traveling. People still doing stuff in the world. They're just doing it with a fucking mask on and some hand sanitizer. You wouldn't think that after all this time, that would be so much to ask one. And then even the people with the vaccines talking about, oh, my mom gets on my nerves sometimes when she's doing dumb shit like this. She'll come up to me and be like, um, she was trashing the vaccines, talking about how the government gonna poison us and blah, 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 and they was taking fake shots. She listens to everything and anyone. This is why her and the youngest sister get along perfectly because they both just don't think about fact-checking shit. It's not in their vocabulary. They just spill out whatever the last person is that told them or they started doing two minutes of research and they thought they got all the answers and filled in all of the blanks. And then they come up to someone who actually is like, ma'am, I don't think like a sheep. I'm a person. (laughs) That actually is uh, looking what the CDC says. And she... But then the thing that's funny... It's about two weeks later, she's going like, oh, I can't wait to get the shot. I can't wait to get the shot. These people are crazy. They run around with no mask on. I can't wait to get the shot so I can run around with no mask on. She don't even see what's wrong with that whole 10 words she just said out of her mouth. And then she wonder why I'll pick up the phone. Moving on <laughs> from that. Um, yes, she was too busy but I'm the same with you like I don't understand why they couldn't date like anyone else was dating like why would you need to lose the emotional connection even if it's just a 30 minute conversation if you were still invested like oh I was dreaming about him and stuff okay you could have had phone sex What, what what stop your excuses are just that and I think that you're fooling yourself and putting more investment and he really act like he's the guy oh, I'm waiting for you how many times do you have to be like you're not interested in me and then for you to be like okay I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and uh I don't know and they're both attractive though I'm with you on they look good together I don't like cast but I do like the actor a lot and I think I already mentioned that but yeah everybody knew what was going on with Iggy they knew something was up like he's not standing on his feet and <laughs> uh, either he's doing drugs he's doing alcohol or it's something else but he needs assistance and everybody knows it and yeah i'm with you with the yeah just i'm like fuck those people on the conference call i had no empathy for them whatsoever and uh as far as um his idea yeah it was i think i've trashed it all it needs to be trashed in the actual episode and i think that wraps us up if you want to send feedback for the next episode we should be caught up by this sunday you can blackgirlcouch at gmail.com or leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>